Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello. This morning, I would like to tell you about one of my precious relatives, my aunt. And it was her birthday yesterday, so I I started thinking about what she has represented in my life and what she has come to be for me. Yes, my view is myopic. (laughs) It's from my direction. And there are many things that I'm sure that she would say about her life that are things that I would never know and I need to find the time to ask her because sadly her memory is slowly slipping away. She was always the person in our life who you could absolutely count on to turn to her and say, oh, when is so-and-so's birthday? And she knew exactly. She had every birthday in her head. She had every phone number that was pertinent to her life in her head. She was a reservoir of important details in our lives and that's an interesting function um she is my mom's youngest sibling my mom is a middle child in every possible way and as my mom's youngest sibling i think she really grew up in her shadow my mother is a very powerful and overwhelming character and uh demands a lot of attention and her sister has learned that her role in 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 their lives together is to support that and cheer her on and and love her no matter what and they are quite a pair they're a wonderful pair um but it must have been it must have been tough she my aunt grew up also in the shadow of a very powerful father and she has stories about how she stood up to him on occasion and I think that made her stronger when she was a child. She tells a story about her a dog that she had that um, she loved so very much, Lady, and how her father at one point uh, found, I guess, you know, the dog had soiled the rug or something like that. And the, and her dad picked the dog up by its ears and threw it across the room. And my aunt went over to him as a very small child and rushed over to him and bit him in the arm. And she was so furious. So that is a wonderful, fierce portrayal of, you know, the person that she is inside, perhaps. But she grew up more with the the kind of graces that she learned from my grandmother, I think. You know, the um, be seen and be beautiful, but don't stir up too much trouble kind of person. Um, she married very young. 
uh, just when all of her romantic notions were kind of in their full bloom and she met this handsome man while she was studying piano in Paris in uh, while well, in Fontainebleau um, near Paris she had been chosen because she's an excellent pianist my aunt she she can play anything her fingers are incredibly deft and and it's just a joy to sit and watch her her you know commune with her beloved instrument so she was at this program studying piano in Fontainebleau and she met this handsome and dashing you know young man who was going to be a composer and a and a uh, conductor and such and they just got swept away and they were married or engaged within weeks I think and then married very quickly and I was present at her wedding although I was just a little tiny thing and I was a controversy because my mother and my dad were not really accepted as a couple since they had eloped and there was a lot of drama around that so my poor aunt's wedding was full of drama between my mother and her new husband and my grandmother and grandfather having been divorced and never really reconciling in terms of being friends so drama 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 present at her wedding unfortunately um, she like my mom was kind of unaware of the mechanics of pregnancy <laughs> and so she found herself pregnant very soon but unlike my mom my aunt had always had a dream of having two children and she had picked out their names when she was a child Laura and Phil she was going to have these two kids and that was that and she got exactly what she wanted imagine if she understood the power of manifestation what she might have created for herself in her life maybe she did maybe she did after her kids were born she also moved back to the states even though she'd been living in in paris um her kids were lucky enough to be born in europe and that's that's really cool um i think my cousin even got his his swiss passport as a special boon of that good fortune uh it did take him a while but you know he was born there so he's entitled um in in any case she moved back to the states eventually she moved close enough to her sister that they could again spend a lot of time together as they had growing up and they renewed the closeness of their relationship after you know various dramas and various uh, things took them in different directions for a while and this is where she started to be such a key figure in my life because my mom did not live at our house and as I think I've said before that we spent many weekends at my grandmother's house as uh, an incredible you know respite from many of the trying and difficult things that happened in my own house so once in a while we'd also spend weekends at my aunt's home and I remember, you know, some spotty details of these weekends, some, some fun things, uh, watching the Olympics, watching the Tom Jones show. I totally remember. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. I really remember all of us kids sitting on the floor, my aunt and uncle sitting on the couch and watching the Tom Jones show of all things. We always had a separate dinner time at my aunt's house. The kids, since we were rambunctious and wild, there were four of us, my brother and I, and Laura and Phil, as I said, um, and the four of us really grew up 
pretty much as siblings. We were very, very close. So we were, we were a little wild and we were loud. And so she had us always eat by ourselves in the kitchen at six o'clock. And then she and her husband ate later in, you know, more elegance in the dining room. Uh, and we were sent off to my cousin's bedrooms to read supposedly and to go to sleep. However, my cousin's two bedrooms were connected by a bathroom. And so, of course, the four of us went, you know, sneaking back and forth all night long, concocting plots and plans and daring each other to crazy exploits. I remember one time I ate an entire bottle of Flintstone vitamins on a dare. I must have been insanely energetic and terrifying after that. <laughs> I do remember we jumped on beds quite a lot and probably broke one. One of our favorite bed jumping songs was Chick a Boom. I don't know who remembers that song, but Chick a Boom, Chick a Boom, don't you just love it? And you know, that last explosion of don't you just love it? We tried to jump as high as we could and pound on the ceiling. My God, we must have been terrors. No wonder she got wiped out very often, you know, because I think back and I think, she used to take us to the movie theater in town and just drop the four of us there for a double feature. Now I probably, I think I was maybe 11 or 12 when she started doing this. And the rest of them were a lot younger, right? So I had two uh, either nine or 10 year old, um, my cousin and my brother. And then the youngest of us was seven or eight and the four of us were dropped off at the movie theater with money for popcorn and all of that such and left there while she undoubtedly went off and did some errands you know where she didn't want to tote four of us around but I remember some of the movies that we saw there we saw Snowball Run <laughs> that was one of the ones that sticks in my head um, but one that was probably inappropriate for us to be watching on our own, which was the Ode to Billy Jack. And it was so sad and so upsetting. And I think we all came out of that one just devastated and, and confused. But in any case, I'm sure my aunt really deserved those, those respites because we were all terrors. Finally, my aunt and uncle moved right into our neighborhood just down the street from us. They actually bought a piece of property in the woods and they constructed a new house from scratch. And that I thought was, wow, so fancy. I had never seen anything like that happen in our neighborhood. And maybe that was one of the first times that new construction was happening there in my lifetime. But this provided us with the the incredible haven of having this precious aunt who took such sweet care of us right down the street. And this was a place that I fled to when life was hard and sad. There was always a kind word and a loving hug. My aunt has spent her life caring for other people. Her husband was a difficult person that needed a lot of attention. And I can't believe she found time for us as well. <laughs> but she, it, she also had things that she did for herself. She wrote uh, a number of travel books with her dear friend Lucy. 
and and she went off and researched them um, in different areas of the Hudson Valley and in New Jersey. It was so cool to see her have her book signing parties and and be so very proud of those projects. She started with a career in publishing. And of course, always she was an excellent, excellent pianist. And I often wonder what her life might have been like if she was not in the shadow of such strong other personalities like her own sister and her husband. What might it have been like if she had grown in the full sunlight? You know, I, I read in The Hidden Life of Trees, a wonderful book about trees, how the parent trees stand over the young ones and shade them so that they don't grow too fast. I wonder if, if this is what's happening with my aunt, is that this manifestation of her soul would have grown too fast and that there were lessons she needed to learn by being in the shadows. In any case, she is a beautiful spirit that I love and I am grateful for her presence here. Thanks for listening. Want to make some juicy passive income but don't know where to start? You need to check out Girls Trade 2. Girls Trade 2 is an online community of women learning to trade in the stock market so they can boost their savings and get off that dang hamster wheel of work, work, work. So if you want some help figuring out the stock market, check out a free web class at girlstrade2.com. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.